0: And uh, today, we're going to have a little bit different of an episode because our guests, we're having a little issue with some connectivity, so we're going in uh, old-style over the phone. She's a returning guest, Josie from Twitter. Welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me again, Brian.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for being on, Josie. And uh, thank you, uh, number one, for being on such a, a momentous day. Today is the day of all days that Elon Musk has officially not only put in an offer to buy Twitter, but now officially is acquiring Twitter. Josie, what are your thoughts there?
1: This is, I mean, having been somebody who's been banned for God knows what reason, you know, and they're ever-changing and impossible standards of acceptable Twitter commentary, I think it's incredible that somebody who values free speech as much as Elon Musk has bought Twitter. I think that we're going to see... A lot more um, transparency. We're going to see a lot more, a lot less people being banned for arbitrary reasons. Um, and I, I I feel really good about this. Um, I don't feel like he's your typical run of the mill businessman. Um, most businessmen made a lot of really good deals and are really smart, you know, business minded type. Kind of got them where they were. A little bit of daddy's money maybe. Um, Elon is a genius. I think he's. Um IQ is 150, 152, 155, something like that. Um, so he gets the way he is by being very smart. And I just, I feel really good about it.
0: I feel good about it too, Josie. And I, I say that because I see the reaction from the people who are typically not really on the side of free speech, on you know having an open dialogue, having an actual conversation, of all things. And those are the people who seem today to be freaking out the most. And I guess, you know, from an insider perspective, one of the main things I think we're going to be able to see behind the scenes is a lot of the conspiracy theories are going to be not so much conspiracy theory, but proven fact in terms of not just The shadow banning, but the censorship, the outright just blocking of accounts, uh, that's going to open the floodgates. But I think it's going to really show that maybe the, the voices that we've been hearing over the past, what, five years on Twitter, predominantly from the left, who've been raised as the majority of voices, maybe they're not as loud as the voices we thought they were. Well, no, rather, they are as loud, but maybe that's it. Maybe they're just as loud as they are. They don't actually have the numbers because they've been promoted as such. With the way that Twitter has been uh, really messing with their algorithms behind the scene, what are your thoughts there?
1: Yes, I believe that. Well, I know Twitter shadow bans. I've shadow banned probably three or four times a week, um, but and there's you know a way to check. You can go right to the site and check. Uh, there's a site you can go to, like I can't remember right off the top of my head now, but it's shadowban.something. dot something, and you can figure out if you shadow banned. They shadow banned Elon Musk after he made fun of Bill Gates. Wow! Like they don't. They 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 just they have a way of doing it. It's algorithms, but. What they do, what they say, how they do it is meant to sway consensus. So I noticed the most recent way that they were shadow banning people was a ghost ban, which is what I had, which is what Elon Musk had. And what that does, that keeps you out of threads. It doesn't put you behind a barrier. It keeps you out of the thread altogether. So when you go to a thread and all the conservatives and libertarians are shadow, are ghost banded, you're going to only see the consensus of people who support the idea. You're not going to see people opposed to the idea. And that's what they did after they realized that everybody clicked on the sensitive content because they realized that's where the coolest answers were. (laughs) Like, you know, so um, that's something that they absolutely do. And I think it's something we're going to see stop
0: do you think now this is the the big question that I think we've seen a lot of folks more in Liberty Twitter um you know they've been asking this question let's focus on Liberty Twitter cuz this is actually mm-hmm. where the conversation is actually directed towards um but yeah. a lot of people while optimistic there are some folks who are a little pessimistic. They think that Elon, you know, you look at how Elon has built up his career in the past. They say, well, he was getting all these government, you know, handouts and stuff. So, Josie, is Elon, you know, behind the scenes actually, you know, uh, being controlled by the secret puppet masters or is he actually a a true beacon for uh, for hope here on a a social media platform like Twitter?
1: I believe that there's way more positivity from this than negativity. Um, Like I said, with consensus you just flip on CNN and listen to how they talk about him. Okay. Now the, um, what do they call it? The the approved opposition. Okay. That is Liz Cheney. That's Mitt Romney. You know, that's, that's them. Now turn on CNN and watch how they talk about them. They, they talk about them objectively. They wouldn't talk about Elon Musk objectively to save their lives. They wouldn't talk about anybody, um, who isn't somebody that is bought and paid for objectively. They would talk about them like they are evil because their point is to sway the consensus. So um, if you listen to how the enemy, (laughs) the enemy of the people are talking about Elon Musk, that's how you know that he's not part of a big plan because he's being dragged. And
0: It's going to cost him a lot too. I mean, and let's, Talk about that. $46.5 billion lined up in financing for the offer last week. I'm looking at this here on New York Times Twitter on the old cell phone. Um, Mr. Musk's bid of $54.20 a share, uh, they said, enabled the 11 board members at Twitter to, quote, consider Musk's offer more seriously. So, Josie, let's do some digging behind the scenes is it that mm-hmm. that actually got the, the Twitter board to take a step to considering Elon Musk's offer seriously? Or is there something else behind the scenes that you think was happening?
1: Um, I think that they were going to get sued if they didn't. Mm. I think they were going to get sued really hard, and they know it. So they kind of had to do it. Um, is there something else in the works to make sure that... Or, or to try to ensure that free speech is still... Um, depressed i i believe it yeah i believe that they're working on some way to just still hold free speech i wouldn't know what that is even i can't even begin to think about what that could be but i feel like they're not just going to hand it over like i feel like it's going to come with some kind of ultimatum i i don't know i i feel like elon has a vision for the company and there was somebody on the board who said that they didn't want the his vision to work, they wanted their vision to stay. So I don't know what they're going to do to try to keep their vision. I don't know if they're going to try to keep some of their people there, you know, so they don't lose jobs or something like that. Um, I'm not sure. But what's interesting is when you say that number 46 billion dollars, a lot of people can't wrap their heads around exactly how much money that is. Like to put it in perspective, I, I, I do this, I shift things into time, okay? So like a million seconds, for instance, is 11 and a half days, but a billion seconds is 31 and three quarters years. That's the difference between a million and a billion. And a lot of people can't really grasp that. So that's, we're dealing with an exuberant amount of money. Um, I mean, if you multiply 31 by 44,000, like by, by forty-four, then Put that into years and that's like one second for every dollar I mean it's insane
0: I'm just I'm curious to see what the actual impact will be because I mean unless you really go through and gut Twitter right and, and that's I think what a lot of people are expecting to happen is that he's going to go in and just start, you know, just slashing left and right. And he even joked as much. There was a poll he did on Twitter before he officially put in the the offer to buy Twitter, and it was, you know, what would I do if I I uh, purchase a, a Twitter headquarters? You know, turn it into a or should I turn it into a homeless camp? And he put it as a, t- a poll, mm-hmm. yes or no, and the poll resoundingly yes. Uh, but you you see, um, you know, you see that there's going to be a pushback internally and you you've seen that already internally that there has been a pushback. So I guess, you know, what would be fail safes that Musk can look to to put in place as he's taking over this company, Josie, you know, to make sure that it's not poison pilled, not from the financial stents that we were talking about a week ago or so, but internally, what's happening, you know, with the people as Musk is getting ready to either clean house and put in new people or just a new culture and way of doing things?
1: Yeah, I think I think the the safest bet for him to do for us to have for us to truly have free speech and not to be censored by you know some millennial in you know california somewhere um i think he needs to clean house i don't know if he's going to clean house though that's the thing i don't know if um if that could be part of it like and they could guilt it like you know oh these people are going to lose their jobs you know and have to have them stick around but he's buying a company full of cancer so he is the he is the chemotherapy to get them to get that cancer out of there i just don't know if he's going to offer severance packages to get these people out or if he's just gonna um you know change the rules and hope that they follow the rules i don't know if they're going to um uh strike you know um refuse to go to work like i i don't i don't know It'll be really interesting over the next few weeks to see how this unfolds.
0: I mean, I'm curious to see also where where this brings the company from a, a user standpoint, because, and I'm seeing this in the in the, the you know, private sector in the conversations I have outside of the world of politics. There is a. Demand Josie for just a different way of doing things, a different conversation. Uh, I'm reading a book right now, and we're going to be having the uh, the author Steve Harrison on the program of Can't Sell, Won't Sell, um, and it's talking mm-hmm. about you know in the world of advertisements, and he's writing from it across the pond, as they say over in the United Kingdom, um, from the UK, and he's talking about the left takeover of your traditional ad and marketing agencies and how you're seeing the, the the consumers resoundingly rejecting that message. As, as in he refers to it, you have the people who are the anywheres and those who are the somewheres. The anywheres being those who can identify with some grand monoculture that they can find themselves living anywhere but still identifying with that one culture. And then the somewheres, the people who identify more with the local community and they look to build that, that community infrastructure. And I take that, apply it to... Well let's look and see what worked in the past. And one one of the things about Facebook that really was great up until they got really censorious as as well was the groups, the the community groups that you'd have on on Facebook. You could get your own little tribe, you could talk to people directly and build that one-on-one relationship outside of the one to many and I'm curious to see if maybe that's something he would bring in terms of new ideas to Twitter, Josie. You know, there is that demand, and that's one area. Maybe you saw Twitter Spaces that just recently launched. Maybe he'll grow something there that was being discussed already, but... There's things that he brought to the table at Tesla, to SpaceX, to the boring uh, company, that we could never even comprehend or even think of, but yet it's changing the way that they're doing, not just business, but they're changing the way that we're gonna be talking about the, the solutions they're building and the stuff that we're gonna be building thereafter for the future. So. What are some things you think you could see uh, you know Elon focusing not necessarily from a service or a product set but more of a vision from Twitter that you think will be a, you know one and only Elon Musk can do?
1: Well, what's really special about Elon is that he is a genius, like I said, very high IQ, but a lot of times with geniuses you have a low EQ. He has a high EQ too. So he can he's empathetic. He knows what people want, he knows how to how to how to reach people he he listens to them and he knows that there is a there is a yearning for normalcy and people don't want a new world order people just want the order of the world that they already have so he sees that and he calls himself a free speech absolutionist and i i see him listening to the people and doing you know he does a lot of uh, polls for instance and he's got such a big following that they're not getting trolled, you know? So so he listens to the people, he takes consensus and I, I believe we're going to see him doing a lot of what the people who are using his platform want to see done. You're not going to have the mass bands. You might you might have, like he said, um, more spaces, you know, more groups, like a different way to kind of elevate it. I could see him, um, he said he was going to make Checkmarking way easier so that anybody could be verified because, you know, I mean, I've had my page impersonated like people do that, you know, so so that'd be another interesting thing to do. Um, And that's if there's a call for a cry for that. Um, I I just see him listening because he is very smart, both intellectually and um, emotionally.
0: And I think also, Josie, he understands the the tenor of the conversation right now, right? Like right now we are at a situation where society is is you know fundamentally broken in how we can have a conversation because we are told from our media betters that there is one truth and yet we know that the truth that they're promoting as truth is in many cases objectively false verifiably false and then we're told to trust the experts. You can read, I, I just saw a meme about this where I was talking about coffee either helping with your heart or hurting your heart. And the articles were written by the same organization, the same media entity, within less than six months of each other. So naturally, people are getting information overload. They don't know where to turn. They don't know who to trust. And then when you talk about, okay, well, where can I go talk about this stuff? Well, let's go online and let's have a conversation. Oh, the conversations that I'm having, I can't even have a real conversation because the conversation. Is being, you know, is going to be messed up with algorithms. It's going to be tailored towards one particular narrative. I'm not going to see truly both sides of an issue. And and, and I think to your point, you know, Elon has 83 million uh, followers, I think is the number I I last saw. You know, when he does a poll, he's getting a real measure versus, you know, the, 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 as you mentioned, the the trolling polls that you'll see. And that speaks to, I think, more so where you're, you're seeing there needs to be a return back to. What do people actually want? What does the consumer actually want? And we talk about this in the world of sales. We talk about this in you know we will be when we're having uh, Mr. Harrison in the program. We're talking about the, in the world of advertising, in the world of marketing, and and that's why you know my little if you're you know I'm the Woody toy from Toy Story. You pull the string in the back. My catchphrase has been meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Because at the end of the day, everything else is white noise. You're just going to be wasting your time. And I think Elon. To your point, not only does he have the IQ, he has that EQ, he has that emotional intelligence, that that empathy, and he can understand, he can he can feel the vibe versus just reading the facts and figures, right? And that speaks, I think, a lot to his his success. And I also think it speaks to why he has so many just ardent supporters and and fans because they see that he sees them, right? It's not just the the faceless ceo and i mean jeff bezos bill gates they've tried to be human mark zuckerberg tries to be human he even you know messed up that one time right he's like i'm i'm i was human i am human um but mm-hmm. you see that there's the attempt to be human but it it fails it falls on its face Whereas I think anyone could say, oh, yeah, I mean, the old Bill Clinton, I could go have a beer with Bill Clinton, right? And it has to be gluten free. But, you know, with Elon Musk, everybody could say, hey, yeah, we could go hang out with Elon and have a good time hanging out with Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, you know, going in 420. Like, that's something that your average person, maybe your average person, um, dare I say, sitting with a billionaire or two, um, you know, that's something that is more relatable with Elon Musk. And that's just weird to even say out loud. But that's that's the difference. Am I am I on the right track?
1: Yes, definitely. He's he's human, you know, and and you can sense that from him. Um, I have a theory. When remember when Elon Musk tanked Bitcoin? Yep. And and everyone was like, oh, you know, you're just like everybody else, like what? My theory now is that he was actually kind of seeing what kind of power he held, because you know, it like it fixed itself and stuff. But I I feel like he was kind of measuring how much power he actually held. That was the first time you ever saw him flex. And I feel like that was kind of him testing the waters almost now in hindsight. So that's, that's just an interesting, you know, kind of way to think about it. But yeah, I, I, I believe he's, he's intelligent. I believe he knows how to read a room. I believe he knows how to market. I believe he's not trying to force his agenda and hide behind progress. That's the thing because you tell an elderly person, oh, this is just progress. This is how we, things are going. And they don't know. They have no way to verify that. It's just you doing whatever you want and calling it progress. Yep. And he's not trying to do that. He's trying to return us back to what we're supposed to be, not trying to move us into some new something that, that's um, artificial and fake and contrived and forced. You know, this just feels, this feels organic to me.
0: Well, and this is why, Josie, when we talked about this in the program a lot with our, our guests here over the past few months, when we're talking about building solutions and we're seeing right now, uh, this is very well outlined um, by one of our most recent guests in the the economic constraints theory, um, Jorge Gonzalez-Moore, and he talked about how technology, and he outlined it in economic terms, how technology plus an Austrian school of economic approach to uh, you know, how we, we engage in, in commerce and such is going to be, and plus private property, and the embrace of private property, is going to be, and has shown to be, the best model for human flourishing. And... We see with the advancements in technology, and we're gonna really see this with Web three. You're gonna get away from the illusion of choice, the illusion of freedom, and more so back to this, as you were saying, this this fundamental one to one. You know, uh, you you go you you want to go buy a house, right? You don't have to necessarily go through a a loan through a, mo- a mortgage company. You can go and use something like you know a. a blockchain, uh, or, or no, I'm sorry, a cryptocurrency exchange. Um, you you want to go ahead and embrace new uh, forms of research for, for healthcare. We had our friends from the um, the Beckley Foundation and the Cure Token talking about how they're using blockchain technology, NFTs to help with I- advancing medical research. So you're seeing right now across the board in, in funding for different projects, we had our friends from Buy the Broncos. They're a DAO who are trying to literally buy the Denver Broncos by building up this, uh, this, this DAO, getting People across the world to be able to invest, and I mean the Dow is goal is to aim to raise four billion dollars worth of uh, investment, and that's that's something that was never really able to be done before. So we're seeing already right now just in the advent of Web three, Josie, I you know that it's already starting. We're starting to see a reversion back to this. To your point, that this what it's supposed to be, and I wonder with. You know, Elon being as, as forward thinking as he is, you see how advanced Tesla has become, and it always seems to be you know they're, they're the ones who are setting the next stage. It's almost like when back when cell phones were brand new, an iPhone mm-hmm. was you know they they established as the the industry leader, and then everybody was trying to catch up to whatever iPhone was doing. Um, well, and then it changed obviously into iPhone was catching up to everything Android was doing. But I almost mm-hmm. see that as Tesla now. Tesla they set the standard, and even for the the not EV vehicles that are trying to embrace some of the Tesla features and it's a lot of the things that he has brought into the the marketplace that wasn't there before because he sees the need he saw the desire he saw the demand and you know I I think you know we could easily see Twitter go that route maybe go towards something like you know this this uh, web 3 future the one that I think Jack Dorsey the founder of Twitter would even embrace what are your thoughts there Josie
1: I believe we're seeing the pendulum swing um we went hard emotional left and with that came a lot of marxism and communism that snuck in um under the guise of progress and under the guise of unity and we're going to start swinging back now when we swing back we're going to swing towards more um intellect more logic more reality um more reason and away from and with that hopefully more more austrian economics more capitalism more um um, it, more of that as opposed to this emotion driven experience that we've literally just been living since they um, since they repealed and replaced the Propaganda Act in 2012 so I'm hoping that that we have more of a have more logic I guess moving forward and I can see Elon kind of leading that charge Um You know, because he is, he does have an I.E.Q., but he is kind of IQ first, and he is reason first, logic first, and he doesn't really drive anywhere with his emotions.
0: All right, Josie. Well, unfortunately, we are already hard pressed for time. So you know what that means. It's time for folks to be able to go ahead and get a call to action where they can go ahead not only and get in touch with you, but they want to keep the uh, conversation going where they can go ahead and do that. So for our audio listener, where can they go ahead and find you on social media, Josie?
1: You can find me at Queen Josie on Twitter. That's K-W-E-E-N-J-O-S-I-E. And that's where I do all my politics. And I'm on Instagram too with zero politics. All animals and pies and ukulele and fun stuff over there. And that's also Queen Josie, K-W-E-E-N-J-O-S-I-E
0: awesome all right well we'll make it easy for you folks we'll include all that in the show notes all you gotta do click the artwork on your podcast catcher it'll bring you right to briannickelsshow.com where you can find today's episode plus you can find the entire transcript all of jo- uh, josie's social medias plus you can find all 480 plus episodes there of the brian nichols show so with that being said it's brian nichols signing off here yes for the queen herself josie thanks for joining us here in today's <laughs> episode of the brian nichols show Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. If you're new to the Brian Nickel Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to show.com forward slash support and leave us a five dollar donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't today.